Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ramble in the Jungle. I am Arvind, and as usual, we have Akash. What's up, Akash? How's the morning today? Good, good. Like always, it's uh, fairly bright and early. The sun was uh, extremely yellow, <laughs> uh, which is good. You did watch sunrise. Yes, I can see it from my window, uh, but it's just kind of blocked by the trees. But that's a good thing. <laughs> more nature yeah. but yeah good sunrise good morning and good sunday that's great because uh, we need we need both of us to be in uh our brains to be working properly because we will be talking about a very interesting topic today uh it is about how to get rich and how how we can acquire wealth uh, the the reason i thought we could talk about this is because is recently i read uh, I read actually uh, the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Uh, we both know Tim Ferriss, and for the people who don't know Tim Ferriss, it's not personally though. Not personally, obviously. Yes, I should make that clear. Uh, Tim Ferriss is uh, well. It's very hard to describe him. Um, he's a lot of things. He's an investor, uh, venture capitalist. Uh, podcast host, which most people know him as, uh, and his podcast, The Tim Ferriss Show, is pretty good uh, and pretty big as well, uh, where he interviews a lot of these uh, professionals, uh, athletes, uh, business owners, CEOs, and talk about their uh, mindset, their routines, their productivity. Uh, it's pretty good. Like, you know, you can learn a lot from his podcast. And I really like how he questions his guests. It's not very uh, random. Uh, like how Joe Rogan does it. I mean, credit to Joe Rogan, he, he gets out the he gets out a different side of a person, and Tim Ferriss gets out uh, a different side of uh, the person. So, yeah, that's that's actually why I enjoy uh, Tim Ferriss's uh, show. And apart from that, he has done a lot of crazy things in his life. He has his world. He has a Guinness record uh, in 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 tango. Uh, when he competed in Argentina, he has he has competed in Chinese kickboxing and won tournaments. He's done he's done a lot of crazy stuff like that. Uh, so he has he wrote this book, the Four Hour Work Week, back in two thousand seven, uh, right? And when it came out, it was one of the most popular books uh, at that time, uh, and it was so for a couple of years. So. But if you look at it in 2021, I, I kind of feel like the idea uh, is sort of overused. So what is this idea of the four-hour work week? What it says is that, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll read you the subtitle of the book. It is Escape the Nine to Five, Live Anywhere and Join the New Rich. Uh, so he explains how he personally, uh, he sort of uh, quit uh, renting out his time for money, like you know, working 12 hours a day in a big company, and uh, he started focusing on working just four hours a week, you know, like a couple of hours, four hours a week, like a couple of hours, uh, a couple of days in a week, just working that time and, and just traveling, uh, traveling and doing things that he actually enjoys uh, and still making money, right? It's, it's a very interesting concept, uh, but right now I say it's overused because a lot of people are doing it right now. But that doesn't mean uh, there isn't no room for anybody else to do it. You know, if we, for example, choose to do it right now, we can still go ahead and do it. Uh, but there are certain things uh, 
that he described, I think which which uh, we will discuss is is the principles of acquiring wealth and principles of time and how it relates to money or how money relates to time uh, and how a person, uh, especially in early 20s like we are, uh, how we sort of uh, think about acquiring wealth before, uh, uh, before we reach our 30s, right? So that is what this conversation is going to be about. Uh, uh, so we both have read books on, uh, on, on this topic. Uh, but, but and uh, a disclaimer is that we both are not not yet there. We're not yet the wealthy people that we will be talking about. But I think uh, Akash put it very well uh, earlier when we were talking about this. Is that you know uh, we'd rather talk about the people uh, people's journey about getting rich than the, than the ones who have already gotten rich and uh, talking about their experience. Both are valuable, but. Uh, as people in our twenties, I think we sort of listen to the people in their twenties who are looking at strategies to get, uh, to gain uh, wealth. Right, Akash? Do you have any? Uh, is that what you said? Yeah, I think it's 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 better to um, look at someone's journey rather than their destination. That's why, in, um, I mean, the way I see it is uh, when I watch, and you will uh, vouch for this as well, when. Uh, when we watch fight movies, for instance, like Rocky Balboa, I would rather see his training montage uh, than his victory, oh, at least over and over again, especially is that, that that Rocky movie where he goes to Russia and fights, uh, I'm not sure what the, guy, the guy's name is, but that, that training montage is something that I watch over and over and over again, and I don't really care about the victory as much, mm -hmm. uh, but th that's the way I see it, at least. Yeah, that's a very, uh, you said it very well. Uh, so okay, so let's first talk about uh, the the, the four-hour work week, the principle that he described, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. So what he says uh, is is that there are the new rich and the and the old rich, right? The old rich are the ones who rented out their time, you know, twelve hours a week. Uh, sorry, twelve hours a day, uh, and they go to they do the nine to five, and every year uh, there's inflation. But every year they also get a promotion uh, and uh, the, the income increases, but it only increases relative to their time. So if they give less time, the income drops. So if they work less than 12 hours, they also get the, the money also, the income also decreases. So that's the old rich. The new rich are the people who may not be earning like the, the absolute income. Uh, when you look at the old rich, they may not be earning as much, the absolute income, but the new rich, they are more in control of their time. So uh, let's say the, an old rich guy uh, is earning uh, 10 lakh a year, okay? Uh, and the new rich guy is on, only earning around 7 lakh a year. Uh, but the, 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 the old rich guy, he's, he's earning the 10 lakh per year by working 12 hours a day, seven days, not seven days a week, five days a week, five to six days a week. Whereas the new rich guy is earning the 7 lakh per year by only working, let's say, uh, 10 hours the whole week or, or 10 or 12 hours the whole week. So if you look at the, the, the income per hour, you'll, you'll immediately see that new rich guy is, is sort of earning, his income per hour is more than the old rich uh, guy, right? So that's the basic principle of this. Uh, you need to make sure that you don't tie your income your 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 source of income with your money uh, sorry with with the time right 
because once you tie it, there are only 24 hours in a day, right? You can't, if you really want to increase your income by a lot, you, you really can't because there are, no, there are no more hours left in a day for you to work. But once you untie these two, uh, that's when you, you start seeing things. And that's, uh, that's what a lot of people talk about, right, Akash? Uh, do you have thoughts on that, about time and income and how we can separate the two? Yeah, I think it's interesting because uh, the, the, what, what you brought about is the, is, is, is the problem of variables and uh, time is, is not variable, it's a constant. You have 24 hours, you have a certain amount of minutes, certain amount of seconds, and you can only work that much in a particular day. Mm. Um, but if you want to, the, the second example you gave of the person who was working uh, fairly less and, and earning slightly less as well, probably was working with the variable of money where he was he was trying to build something either a product or a service and give it to a number of people right and uh, and the number of people are always variable you can never sell something to everybody in the world right you're not coca-cola or mcdonald's um so in order to get richer by the or let's if we look at it in terms of an economic sense um the marginal benefit of getting richer should be greater than the marginal cost of it. And with respect to uh, renting out your time, which is in the first example you gave, um, the marginal cost of, of working an extra hour might not result in the marginal benefit of getting an extra amount of overtime money or something. Hmm. But the marginal benefit of selling your product or service to another person in the world which is fairly easier than renting out your time for an extra hour in the day will be worth um, will be worth more than the marginal cost of selling it yes. uh, to that extra person and and this this goes back to that visualized values uh, jack butcher's uh, example of build one sell twice uh, yes. which is 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 easier than work an extra hour right yes so uh, you brought up a Part of the interesting point of you know building something, uh, and how that sort of gives us uh, the, the the income. So I think uh, one of the most important things that people forget is that you can never get rich off your salary, right? No matter even if it's like one crore a year that you're getting, you're still running out your time, right? You you won't get rich off your uh, salary. That's the most important thing that we have to remember but then so then how what are the other strategies one thing that you brought up is building something a product you know a product or having having a service right uh, where where it's not really tied down to the night so for example uh, uh, let's say akash you write a book uh, you you spent let, uh, let's say a year not not a year probably a couple of months writing that book but then the the uh, the amount of times uh, that that is going to sell Nobody can stop that, right? It can be selling 10 years later, it can be seen 12 years later, every time it sells, you're getting the money, right? So you're not, you've, you've spent a certain amount of time initially to build that product, but then when it's selling, you, it's, it's, it's in, it's, you're, you're making money automatically, uh, even when you're sleeping. And uh, that's, that's, that's the goal that we need to aspire to, to have something where uh, it's making money even when we are asleep. So for, there are a lot of examples like that. You, you make YouTube videos, you make podcasts, you make, uh, you write books, you write blogs where, you know, uh, you only spend a certain amount of time initially to, to sort of make that. And then it is generating income 
for the rest of uh, for the every time somebody views that or purchases that right so that's that's about building uh, do you see any other examples in this akash about building a product i think the most recent one is twitter i think twitter has a paywall or, or they're working on a paywall i think that's good because uh, some tweets are really um, uh, worth paying for yeah valuable uh, as hell so that's that i think people are recognizing that every platform has the potential to derive value for the creator if he or she is putting out something of value uh, whether it's it starts with youtube obviously it goes on to anchor and all its uh, podcasting platforms as well as twitter right now um and another good example is there are uh, is gumroad um, there are specific platforms that are being created um which allow people to build something put it up there make sure that it can be accessed by everyone in the world create on and off ramps for payments uh, so in gumroad's case they have paypal i think um and allow the creator to sell his or her product to anyone across the world right we we both know people who have um created stuff on gumroad and are selling it to several different people in several different countries yes and and they have specialized knowledge um and they're combining it with a important medium and they're giving it to someone who requires that specialized knowledge whether it's fitness productivity finance etc hmm yes so the importance of creator economy uh, right now the that's the that's the thing that is going crazy the creator economy we are seeing creators uh left and right and and as obviously there are going to be good and bad but the quality of it is also increasing along with the quantity uh not just gumroad is just one platform for you to express your uh to for you to create uh there's youtube there is uh, there are podcasts like you know anchor if you're doing podcasts and and blog posts there are medium substack the platforms to create it's it's getting huge along with the creators it's it's increasing along with the creators uh and that's that's very important to look at but then akash one of the arguments for this whenever i tell this to people you know you, you if you want to get rich you need to have uh something that that can that can scale without you giving the time right uh so one of the biggest uh arguments that i not arguments the opposition that i get for this particular uh, saying is that uh, well i don't have the skills i don't have the skills to create something right mm-hmm. uh sure uh, that's what you think but uh, everybody like look at look at youtube man you've seen the weirdest videos Uh, getting <laughs> getting a millions of views right uh, take example of mr beast you know how did he get famous do you know how he got famous akash mr no 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 uh, mr beast is, is one of the most popular if not uh, if not the most popular channel on youtube right now you know how he started uh, he started by doing the craziest shit that he thought will get uh, uh, get viral so what did he do he 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 spent 10 hours saying the word logan paul logan paul logan paul logan 10 hours on on camera yeah and he said i yeah i'm not kidding he he said uh, he said the word uh, he said purify 100000 times on camera uh, and he 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 counted to 100000 from 1 to 100000 uh, uh, on camera he did all these stupid stuff like you don't and i agree that that may not be the best way to to gain popularity but but 
people forget the hustle, you know. People drive anything for a month, two months, and they drop it. Uh, if they don't see any results, and they drop it. And and I'm not saying I'm not blaming people. Uh, even I've I've done that with various uh, endeavors that I've uh, taken up. I did drop it after a couple of months because I did not see any results. But then, in in endeavors where I did see results, I only saw it after, let's say, a six month mark or or a one year mark, right? And and it's and I know I know it's hard to keep that in mind while we are doing new things, but I think it's really worth it. Uh, and and that's the thing when you're talking about skills, Akash. Uh, personally, I think one of the skills, even if you don't have skills, if you spend six months or one year developing a skill uh, that can help you build something, build an asset, I think that's that's very worth it. Like one year, okay, you maybe you can work your job, uh, and uh, in in the side you can keep learning something uh, that can help you build an asset that will that will sort of set you free from your nine to five, right? Uh, and one of those skills I personally think is coding, uh, because I mm-hmm. uh, I personally uh, come from that background. Uh, I'm not pr- particularly good at it, uh, but I I am going in a uh, uh, I I am learning so that I can be good at it, right? Uh, and you mm-hmm. come from a, a writing background, and you have also seen and writing is another skill that you can develop that will help you uh, separate your time from your income. Right. Uh, what do you? What are the other skills? And if you can sort of explain how writing can be that uh, that sort of a skill that can help you, that can help you use that as a leverage. So I think uh, um, what you touched upon is mediums. Uh, anything that you can use to convey a point, build something. Both coding does that, uh, and both coding and writing do that on on a large scale, and it can be conveyed to a a lot of people and more importantly both coding and writing are, are important to uh, in in their various ways um, to any company anywhere in the world right mm-hmm. for instance copywriting can be very general can yes. you can do it at a website email writing is something specific um, content writing whether it's content about say finance politics etc is again something that is specific um, and and i'm sure there are variants of coding as well but the point being it can be done anywhere in the world you can be sitting here in bangalore writing uh, for someone in say new york london singapore whatever and people um, pay well for these types of writing that's what's uh, that's especially what's... with the exchange rate yeah, right? yeah 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 exactly that's why a lot of a lot of indians are are getting into this freelance writing coding culture where they get paid per project or per word or per piece of code or something that is written right mm. um and 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 the point being this is of a medium which can be done anywhere in the world for anyone in the world and it doesn't really matter if you're writing it from india or the philippines or wherever mm. other than that i think there are other for instance designing is a, is another medium that can also be done uh, places like fiverr and upwork are are proofs of that where you can just go and hire someone for you know $5 to $500 and he or she can make um, a good piece of design whether it's a logo a document um, an intro for youtube an outro for youtube hmm. uh, video editing is another great option the point being all of these are pivoted on technology hmm. right so you, in order to build a piece of technology you need code in order to convey a point you need uh, word uh, in order to convey the point better you need a good sense of design a good sense of video production 
Um, and these are the most important, say, jobs that are at least on freelance websites like uh, angellist.com. Hmm. And, and these are important. But the point being, you have to target a medium, which is coding, designing, writing, editing, etc. You have to target a piece of specialized knowledge where you are the only one who can combine that medium with. For instance, it can be fitness. We've seen a lot of fitness uh, people selling their programs on, on say, Gumroad or putting up Twitter threads about it or having a lot of YouTube videos about it Um, or a financial topic, whether it's personal finance, corporate finance, et cetera. Uh, It can be personal productivity, like Tim Ferriss is an extremely good example. He has several mediums, whether it's podcasts, videos, blogs, books, um, and that is combined with productivity in various sense, uh, how to use your phone less, how to um, improve your self-defense, how to improve your ketogenic diets, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he is combining medium with knowledge, which is what we all should do. And if these two have a value to them. So in Tim Ferriss's case, it does have value. In Mr. Beast's case, it did have value, although I honestly couldn't see how, but he's, he's obviously so famous that it must have value to someone out there. Uh, and then it's, it's about finding the people who can take in that value and apply it. And, and at the end of the day, pay you for it through a medium. Like clicking on a YouTube video and liking it is probably a way for you to get paid. Someone reading your blog is a way for you to get paid. Someone using your website and seeing the ad generated there is a way to get paid. So in summary, I think it's find the medium that you can master, combine that with your specialized knowledge, make sure that these two create a sense of value, find someone who will receive and pay for that value and repeat. Yeah, another key distinction is that uh, you don't have to be the best at what you do when you're starting off, right? Uh, let's say, like whatever Akash said, you know, combining a couple of uh, niches together and you being there, you don't have to be the best at it. Let's say uh, fitness and coding. If you're combining those two somehow by creating it, you don't have to be the best at it initially, but you should aim for that level of mastery because once you reach, once you're the best at what you do, the income, income never stops coming, right? The money never stops flowing. Uh, that's the thing. And yes, as Akash rightly said, identifying that medium and developing a skill, that's the most important thing. Uh, and the skills range from coding, writing, learning how to sell, sales. Sales is a huge thing. A lot of people, a lot of coders can't sell, a lot of writers can't sell their piece. So if you can uh, you know, get in between that and uh, help them sell, then that's, that's, you are gaining money, right? And all these things are not tied down to a particular a company at a, at a particular type of work, it, it can be applied across across the board and from anywhere in the world. And, and that's that's the thing. You need to be able to identify the the trend that we're going towards. The trend that we're going towards right now is remote work, right? And and you need to be able to develop skills where that uh, it is useful in such a such an economy. And once you have those skills, you need to start identifying cash flows uh, and try to get in between that. So what I mean by that is, uh, you know, we might think, oh, we don't have a big idea. We need a big idea to become billionaires, millionaires, whatever. It's really not that. What you need to do is identify cash flows. Look at, look at, let's take the example of Swiggy. You know, they identified a a cash flow that they can get in between. They identified restaurants and customers, 
right? They saw the cash is flowing from restaurants to, uh, sorry, from customers to restaurants. They just realized, uh, they just found a way to get in between that. How do they get in between that? But by giving them a delivery system. Now, Swiggy is, is, is a billion dollar company, uh, almost a billion dollar company, right? Same, all these- it Must be more, yeah. Yes, same with Uber, same with Ola. It's very simple ideas, simple ideas executed. You don't have to think about, you rack your brain about, oh no, I need to create the next Facebook, all those things. It's simple ideas, you start small and then it goes from there. But to do that, you need you need skills. So if you take the example of Swiggy, the, the founders of Swiggy, they, know, they knew how to code. So they, they just created a piece of code and that's earning them money uh, year after year, right? They don't necessarily have to code anymore. Uh, and even if they stop uh, Swiggy, for example, they have enough money to just <laughs> live comfortably for the rest of their life, right? They are choosing to- And they can and they can continue to earn money from Swiggy because they own, presumably, exactly. uh, they own the company or they own a significant part of the company. Yes, that, that's, that takes us to the next aspect of it. You know, you to get rich, you need to own a piece of, you, you need to own a business or a piece of business or equity basically, right? Uh, and uh, sure, you may not have, you might be working in 95 and uh, you may be working on your business, but you don't have a business yet. What you can do is you invest in a business, uh, like stock market. You're basically owning a piece of that business, right? Uh, when you own stock of a company, it's you own a piece of that company. Uh, if the company does well, you, you gain profit from it. If it doesn't, you lose money. But the, that's, that's the basic idea of it. So yeah, you are more from a, a financial background, right, Akash? So tell me more about uh, stocks and those kind of things. Does that really is that really a, uh, is, does that really mean like owning a business, or does it, uh, or are we better off creating our own business even if the risks are too high? So what we have to look for is growth potential. Right. If you create a business, the growth potential, it's, it's always, it can either grow or it can't grow. Right? There's, it's, it's basically zero sum, yes or no. Right? And even if it grows, uh, can it earn you money is very, uh, I mean, you, you don't really know. Um, but in the stock market, you know to some degree of, of certainty that a company will continue to grow. I mean, you can do a little bit of analysis and see the growth potential in the company, in the market, against competitors, etc. So to your question of should you invest in yourself or invest in a company, I don't think uh, there's the, the way for you to make a differentiation because you don't know the growth potential of your own business unless you have done some sort of calculated study. And if you have and you realize that it's better off for me to put, say, X amount of money in myself and grow because I think I can take the X amount of money and make it 2X and 3X, hmm. then that's a 200% return, right? Um, in a couple of years, at least in the stock market, you don't, you can't, you can definitely not get a 200% return. Um, but you can definitely say, or at least to some degree of certainty, you can say that you can get a 11 to 15% return by investing in safe products, like say an index fund, which just tracks the best companies or the biggest companies in the particular market, whether it's the Indian market, the U S market, et cetera. And the difference being now the question should be, why do I get 11% in one place and 200% in another place? Therefore, I should always choose 200 because, you know, logic. 
the growth potential of the 11% is obviously less than the 200% because these companies have already grown significantly. Like if you would have invested in say, an emphasis in the 1990s, you would have earned a lot more money than if you invest in an emphasis in say 2021. Hmm. But if you would have invested in a, let's um, let perfect example could be Coinbase. If hmm. you would have invested in a Coinbase six months ago, they, they were worth $9 billion or something. Hmm. And your investment would have gone up 10x right now, and they're worth close to $100 billion. Hmm. Um, and and the difference is in the growth potential of the company. Infosys has already grown or has grown to about as much as it can grow. Certainly can grow more, but can it grow more than it has already in the past two decades? Unlikely. Um, Coinbase, on the other hand, or any other grow company that has recently sprung up, right? They have a higher growth potential, but they're fairly risky. They were fairly risky five years ago to invest in. Um, and similarly, to invest in yourself is fairly risky. You should take the plunge in certain amount of money. You should go into, say, investing in yourself, whether it's in the form of a book, in the form of a course, in the form of an experience that will help you, whatever. Uh, but I do feel that as a young person who has a stable, sustainable source of income, um, whether it's in the form of an, a, a, an income you get from a business that you own and operate, a salary that you get on a weekly, monthly basis from service or goods that you provide, a certain amount, whether that be uh, 10%, 20%, 30% of your income, whatever that number is, whatever is comfortable for you, should definitely go into the stock market because um, preferably in the domestic stock market in the country where you live because obviously the expense it's it's cheaper to invest in your own market than in the international market and um, you get you won't get a 200% return but you will get something and that something will be worth 11% and if you compound that over say a 5 to 10 year period and supplement that by every increase in salary that you get over the years um, you will definitely in, gain a significant amount of money by at the end of say a five-year period enough for you to say survive depending on how much your allocation is okay. so, the, so the question again is growth potential versus non-growth potential so but here's my here's my uh, sort of not, not a counter but a point to what you said is that uh, uh, I believe that you know if you're if you're earning let's say thirty k per month in your, your current job, and uh, and that that is and you you're barely getting by, uh, you're living paycheck to paycheck. At that time, uh, when it comes to from a personal finance aspect, uh, what you said is is true. Like you know you should invest uh, in at least a certain amount, even if you're just go uh, you know living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck you're saying that you should invest at least a little bit uh, of it in, 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 in the market, right? But what I believe is that, that one shouldn't do that because you'd rather, you're better off investing that uh, whatever meager amount that you're, you have left for investing, you'd rather invest it in yourself. What I mean by yourself is that you invest in a, in a, in a, in a, in a course or a book that will help you double your income. Or increase your income. So that's what I feel. Rather than in, invest a meager amount in, a, in, a, in, a, in the market and gain some sort of returns after five years, uh, you can you can double those returns if you invest that in yourself, like buying a book and reading about uh, whatever how you, how you can get a promotion in your job or how to build a business or 
investing in those kind of courses, books, or resources, I think it's. I, I know it can be riskier, but the the, the rewards are uh, the returns. The rewards are much higher than the stock market, and that's what I uh, that's what I think. Uh, do you do you agree to that? Do you think that's a good strategy because you are the expert in personal finance? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, some part of it is really is true. Where if say in in your example you earn thirty thousand rupees a month, and uh, a certain part of it can can definitely go into yourself, whether it's in the form of a course, book, experience, whatever, um, and that that will help you get that promotion or get or increase your salary by X percent, but um, the probability of that happening is up to the person and it is not a hundred percent that that is the reason why he, he or she is you know attempting to invest in themselves uh, the probability of you getting a 10 percent return on a stock market investment whether it's an equity investment a debt investment um, is pretty much a hundred percent and obviously, nobody can predict what the markets do. But if, say, you invest in a debt fund, you will get a 7% return every year. Mm-hmm. Compound that a couple of years and you will definitely get a decent return. Um, that is obviously not enough. Nobody wants a 7% return, especially when, like, your say, a fixed deposit, which is like a traditional go-to investment for at least the average Indian, is giving you 6%. Nobody wants a 1, 1% higher return, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want something more. Uh I would say start at a, if you are a 20 year old who is looking to um, build long-term wealth uh, sustainably, which is doing, doing it month after month, year after year, you have to allocate as the first step is to find out is first step is to decrease your expenses to a certain degree, at least frivolous expenses, mm-hmm. stuff that you can substitute out and lower the quality. Okay. The amount that you save through expenses can be put, uh, can be, again, that, those are just pure savings. Now you have to compound those savings over time because money kept in your pocket is always depreciating. Money kept in the bank is also depreciating, at least not by that much, but it still is. Um, now now you have certain, now your expenses are lower, you're, you're saving some amount of money. So let's say out of that 30,000 rupees, you're saving, say, after expenses, 10,000 rupees. It's a fairly decent amount, it's a third everything that it's you would be great if you could do that 10, yeah a third great yeah right now say you have you decide that okay i need to do something with this ten thousand to increase my future potential hmm. i wouldn't say take the entire ten thousand rupees and spend it on courses experiences books anything that can um increase your salary by a certain amount i would say depending on where you are um, in your uh, in your life uh, figure out how much you can split between growth potential assets, which is courses, books, etc., and uh, sure growth assets or 100% growth assets. Right? Um, let's say it's a 50-50 split. Now those that 10,000 rupees is split 5,000, 5,000, 5,000 goes into books, courses, etc., uh, and the other 5,000 you 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 think that I want a sure short return on these on this 5,000 rupees. Right? Meaning I want to get, even if I get 7 to 15%, I'm good yeah. as long as I'm getting something. And you take that 5,000 rupees. And in India, you can like buy, the, the go, again, another go-to stock market investment, sorry, a go-to financial instrument investment is a mutual fund, as is, as is in many other countries. 
Mm. Um, and in India, with several products like, say, Zero the uh, Grow, etc., you can buy a mutual fund for as low as 100 rupees a month, which is great. Uh, so you take that 5,000 that you decide that you want growth potential on, you split it based on how much, how risk averse you are. Let's say you're a young guy who wants to take risks, right? And you're like, screw this debt thing that gives me only 7%. I would rather go for like a hot stock, high growth uh, equity investment. What, how, what we discussed earlier is equity allows you to own a piece of a business. You won't, you won't own a significant percent of that business, but you will definitely own a good amount, hmm. right? And take that 5,000 rupees, you're a 20 year old who can take a lot of risks. So I would suggest split it, I don't know, four is to one equity to debt, uh, put 4,000 of that in several equity funds, right? and put one of that, 1,000 of that into a stable debt fund. Right. And that's a good split. So now what the way we've seen it is from the 3,000, 30,000 rupees that you had, 5,000 goes into courses, books, anything that can take your 30,000 and improve it to 60, 50, whatever. The other 5,000, which is a decent amount, um, can, can go into assets that grow at say, <clears throat> 10% a year. So that 5,000 becomes 5,500 every year. So that's 5,000 into 12, right? So that's 60,000 rupees a year. And that 60,000 rupees can grow at 60 to 66 at minimum, uh, which is a decent amount. So in another, and, and every year you'll probably increase 5,000 to say 6,000, 7,000, right? Hmm. So in, in that sense, I think the split of growth assets in yourself, because you are a growth asset, right? Um, and and assets that you are basically telling that here you take this money and handle it for for me and get a certain amount of return for, for on on the 5000 rupees that i give you and give me a sure return on that that's i think a good strategy to have for any young person making certain amount of money like this hmm. yeah makes sense but <laughs> uh, I, I i still personally believe that uh, you you're better off investing all of it in your own uh, uh, growth. I, I know we we sort of differ. Maybe it's because I'm comforting myself because that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think yeah, both ways are good. Like if you can do either one, it's it's good. Like if you can, uh, you know. But but you really brought out the uh, aspects of personal finance, which is you know cutting down your expenses and uh, thinking about investing. And that, that's the key thing. You forget about investing in yourself or investing wherever, but you need to start thinking about investing, like you know, saving enough to invest uh, in whatever. And that's the key thing uh, that, that most young people sort of forget. You know, they get a paycheck 30K and uh, they're just, you know, going out, uh, blowing it Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the next month they're back to square one, right? And and that that that's not good. That's not a good uh, idea either way. Even if you're not investing in anything, if you're just keeping it in your bank, I think that's still better than going out and blowing it all the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and we highly suggest you don't just keep it in your bank. You'd rather invest in something uh, that's much better than just rotting in the bank where you know inflation is reducing the value of that particular money every year. Uh, that's that. And then there's obviously the crypto market. <laughs> which is which is very fun, uh, which is very fun, and uh, it might be taking off soon. 
so a lot more people will be hearing about that. Uh, but yeah, the investment opportunities are high. All you need to do is start thinking about how you can uh, uh, start saving money to invest, right? So that's, that's I think, a personal finance 101. Uh, yeah, I think we've talked a lot about uh, how, you know, how to get, uh, increase your wealth, like, you know, developing the skills uh, that the market requires or, or the evergreen skills, like writing, coding, uh, that will always be there. And the skills that, will, that can help you sort of uh, leverage that particular skill and, and earn more money without running out your time. Uh, if you build a piece, if you write a piece of um, uh, block, or or if you write a piece of code, those will uh, keep earning your money, uh, keep uh, uh, yeah, earning your money for 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 a long period of time. So those are the skills that you need to think about, uh, and uh, and yeah, personal finance 101 was given by Akash. This is basically save uh, at least part of what you're earning. And uh, yeah, I think that's what, that's the basic, uh, like very basic aspect of how you can think about increasing your uh, wealth and your, your net worth by the time you reach uh, your thirties. And this is not just a strategy for young guys in their twenties, it can also be a strategy for, for guys in their thirties, forties, right? And uh, this is just a very uh, basic idea that we have given. Uh, we will definitely explore more of it in the future episodes uh, when we we are also on this journey uh, of acquiring wealth uh, by the time we reach our 30s. And uh, this is our perspective at this particular age. Uh, and we share the same perspective, which is good. Uh, but maybe as we move forward, we might differ in our perspectives and we might find different ways to acquire that uh, wealth and acquire uh, and reach that goal. So then again, we'll still be uh, thinking about that and we'll still keep uh, talking about that. That's going to be an interesting conversation. So we really hope you got something out of this. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about this, Akash, in the, uh, that you might have missed out? I think uh, we've covered the basics uh, where find a skill, learn how to monetize it, find a medium, learn how to take that skill on and give it to several people all across the world. Once you do end up with a certain amount of money, know that you have to cut your expenses and invest whether in yourself or in other equity assets. So the point being, you need to own a piece of a particular business, whether it's your own or someone else's. And if you do that over a long period of time, you can compound it and gain a significant amount of wealth. Yes, perfect. So that's it from us this week. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Next week. Uh, until then, uh, take care.